I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens around it. Like gynecologists. Yeah, wow. That's a good place to start, I guess. <laughs> if you have to. <laughs> Sometimes you do. Yeah, yeah, sometimes you do. Sometimes you have to start there. And this one was actually halfway decent, though. This one was halfway decent. And when I spoke to the folks in BFE Medical Center that the insurance has been trying to send me to, they indicated that I would have to get a hysterectomy before I had a methoidioplasty or any bottom surgery, as they have it listed as bottom surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, some folks like to say lower surgery. Mm-hmm. Or just, you know, GRS or gender affirming or all of these things. You're getting your dick fixed. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) So what I did was I immediately contacted your gynecologist office. And I think I had contacted them briefly in August because uh, I thought, well, if that needs to happen, I better at least have someone. I hadn't seen anybody in the Bay Area either. Mm Mm-hmm. So I was trying to hunt hunt a gynecologist down, should I need one, because mine is retired. Yes. And the office that that did your hysterectomy, that doctor, they said, well, I'm sure we talked about this, but they said, the doctor could work with you. She has worked with other trans patients. I'm like, where is he, this other patient, (laughs) right? And we don't have any openings, but call us back next month. And then, of course, I had COVID, and so I didn't call them right away. Right. And when I did call them, I got an appointment, Mm -hmm. and I just took the first thing they had. Right. And then realized they put it right on top of the boys' medication management appointment and had to switch that to another day. Right. Because I didn't figure that out till the day before. Mm-hmm. That is pretty simple to change right now. They're not going to change his meds. Right. Because they did that last month. Right. They're going to let that ride for a while. So I changed it uh, for a couple of weeks out and off we went to the gynecologist. Sounds like an adventure, right? Off we went. Off we went. <laughs> As opposed to we went off. Well... Yeah, that's different. <laughs> it is different. It is different. I was smart enough to ask you to go with me yes. to the doctor appointment. Yes. Which was wonderful in a lot of ways, including that you could drive me. I could. Yeah, and I didn't have to think about that and try to think about what I was about to deal with. And I did point it out to Cousin Vinny what was going on, and, and I said I had anxiety, and they said, yeah, you're not supposed to have to be going to that place. Uh-huh. I'm like, no, no kidding, right? So well, hold ahead. on because, yeah. like, go ahead. I was gonna say because before we even got there, they emailed you paperwork that I had to print out. Yes, they had a portal, and I had to also sign on to an account and make an account on the portal, which was not the typical portal for the entire rest of the healthcare system in our area. No, it was their own portal, mm. and then separately, I had to go to their website. Mm-hmm. and find the paperwork and have you print it. Yes, and the options it offered for birth control. Yes, yeah, it did have options. The one that made us both laugh was same gender partner. Uh, yeah. And and like, it, it's clear what they're trying to get at here. Mm-hmm. But I was like, not quite. I mean, that's the closest to the type of birth control you use. Yeah, that's <laughs> the closest, but... Still not quite. Not quite. Nope. Nope. But, you know, you have to be impressed with some type of effort these days, right? Yeah. They'd need a really good... 
pull-down menu, just like one of those ones that has all the countries, mm-hmm. but has all the genders in well, order to yes. be more specific than that. But, but like, I think the point is they were saying, you don't have sex with people who can impregnate you. Yeah, I guess they just didn't want to say that. Because that's how I used to answer things. Yeah. You know? I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. But... Is that too specific? I don't know. We should have asked the doctor. I think they were trying to use polite terminology. Mm. Impregnate is not polite. I understand. (laughs) Having dealt with it five times, I agree. (laughs) Right? Okay. (laughs) So... But it went as well as it could, really. I mean, absolutely as well as it could. Right. Considering that's where I had to be. Mm Mm-hmm. Probably one of the best gynecology appointments I've ever had, and hopefully close to the last. Hopefully. Yeah. Yes. So your doctor's very cool. My doctor is very cool. She recognized me. I was kind of surprised. Me too, because you had your mask on. I had a mask you know? on. She, you know, she comes yeah. in and she's like, hey, well, it's funny though, because like I had my hysterectomy during the pandemic. And so like, of course, she like always saw me with a mask. Right. So she recognized the the hair color and the hairstyle and the mask. Yeah. And probably ridiculous glasses too. Maybe, yeah. I don't know if you did that. But we we went we went to the gynecologist's office and mm-hmm. we sat there and I well we put we we filled out papers and gave them money. Yes. And then we sat there and uh there it's a it's a large office for our area. Mhm. And so she, we were sitting next to a hallway, but this assistant came out of the other hallway and yelled, George. And I jumped. You did. I totally jumped. You did. There was hardly anybody in there, but I still was like, ah, <laughs> did you have to do that? <laughs> like, could you not have just Poor said guy. my name? Well, I'm sure that like she's used to hollering names out in a busy waiting room. Yeah. You know, just speaking loud enough to be heard across the whole room. There was like you, me, and some other person sitting across from us. Right. Yeah. And there was like a pregnant person way over on the other side of the room. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I jumped. And then we went in the back. So your your doctor, also now my doctor. Mm-hmm came in and she said, hey, I have this student with me today. And I could kind of tell from the look on her face, she really wanted my cooperation. Oh, yeah. (laughs) She wanted me to to help her out. And I usually do anyway, especially if doctors are being very good. Yeah. But uh, I said, sure, even though I'm so tired of medical students and their nonsense. Oh my gosh. You <laughs> have nursing a lot students of them asking and their nonsense. Invasive and ridiculous and unrelated questions. questions. Yes. yes. And the student was there and the doctor said, okay, I will come back after she reviews your history with you. This is the student's job. Yes. So you did take me with you so that I could drive and so that I could pay attention to details while you were emotionally hijacked by the fact that you were there. Yeah, I was fairly present, but you never really good gauge for yourself. You can't provide a good gauge of how present you are at something. True. Yeah. And also to be the person who looked like they belonged in the gynecologist's office. Yeah, that's always a good thing. I like that. Bring someone else along. Yeah. But they were actually really cool about it. Like the person at the desk, they they took your paperwork and they talked to you and asked you the questions and recognized that you were the patient and yeah. weren't weird about it at all. No. No, and the person who yelled my name was totally cool. Uh-huh. And then the doctor asking if the um, med student could come in was totally cool. Yes. And the med student was a little flustered. But not like in an asinine way. Just no. like in a, this is something I need to learn how to do and I'm going to learn how to do it kind of way. <laughs> Yeah, I I took it as a, this wasn't how I thought my morning was going to (laughs) start. 
But, you know, that's okay. I was okay with that part. So she did sit down to go over my history and started to realize as she was going that this was going to be much shorter than usual. (laughs) I was not the typical patient. No. Yeah. So that was pretty fast. I did have to explain to her um, what uh, methoidioplasty was. She said, a what now? And I said, a metoidioplasty. And she was like, um, this thing on the on the page. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, the thing I wrote down. Yes. That I said I needed to do this so I could do uh-huh. that. Yeah, that one. Yep. Uh-huh. So... So yeah, she she got it figured out though. Like she wasn't like being a jerk or asking impertinent questions. No, she learned something that morning and we were very polite to her. And then it was done because I didn't have to answer all kinds of questions that all the other people would probably be answering that day that were more pertinent to them. Well, yes, because it is an OBGYN. And so they see all sorts of people for all sorts of nether region related concerns. Yes. And so when- amount of which are pregnancies. Yes. Of course. So when the doctor did come back in, the med student went out and the both of them came back in. Mm -hmm. And the doctor was just really chill and basically wanted to know, you know, like why this and why here and why now? Like as opposed to why not wrap it into your other surgeries or, you know. Yeah. What what was the scoop of why I was seeing her now and needed the consultation? So I I just explained it to her. The insurance is trying to send me to be a and she said, oh, I know your insurance. Mm-hmm. She did. And I said, so if they send me there, I need the hysterectomy first. And what I've realized recently is if I can go to the Bay Area, which I prefer, I may need to do the hysterectomy first anyway because of cost. Right. I may need the insurance to pay for that now and then pay the whatever my portion is on my bottom surgery. Yeah, she she sort of rolled her eyes when, when you said the insurance because she was like, oh, you have these guys. I'm like, yes. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. And then she said, yeah, that's not a problem. You know, we can we can make this all happen. And you pointed out that if you were going to the place in the Bay, they were going to need, they said they would need something extra. Yeah, something extra done. And so I would want her to talk to them. And if I ended up going to BFE, then I don't know that she'll talk to them because it's likely that if I end up going to BFE, probably the hysterectomy would be long over with right. by the time I end up going there. So then she said... You were good. And then she did step out so that you could disrobe for a physical exam so that she could know what she was working with. Yeah. What she said was, we can get your records from your previous doctor. And I said, well, she is retired. And when I last saw her, there was something inconclusive when she did the tests. And I don't know what it was, but she decided it was not a problem Mm -hmm. considering who it was that she was working with. Right. So she may as well just do an exam while I was in there. Right. And so we did decide to go ahead with that. Right. Yeah. And I wasn't too bothered by that. I was just glad to get it over with. So she did do a physical exam, including a pap smear. Yes. Which is never enjoyable, but you took it like a champ. (laughs) Thank you for laughing. It's very funny. (laughs) That was the point. Yeah. I could see you needed. It was only going to take a minute. It was only going to take a minute. Yeah, she said sorry, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah." You told me you're going to poke me. Yeah. So, but according to you know, she pokes at your innards, and then she pokes at your abdomen, and she says, "Yeah, this is totally workable." Yeah, she 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 uh, checked everything out, and uh, she said we're totally good. Have you gotten those results back yet? In 
I bet they're in the portal. Oh, I bet they are. Yeah. And not only that, but she also said that the scheduler would be calling you, which is something I had a problem with her office before too, when she was actually part of the big universe or the big uh, healthcare network system. Right. That her schedulers were a little sideways when I was working with her too, because like I was supposed to be having surgery on Monday and I still hadn't gotten my confirmation on the Friday before. Right. So maybe I need to check with them. You might. Yeah. She had me sign a release of information. Mm Mm-hmm to send to the clinic in the Bay Area so she could get the doctor's notes and find out what to do. Right. They also sent them to me. I didn't see anything that probably is what she needs, so she would probably need to talk to the doctor. Okay. But doctors can get a hold of each other. That doesn't seem to usually be a problem. Right. They, here's hoping. They usually figure it out. Mm-hmm. They have their methods of here's when to reach me or how. Right. So when I came home, I did send an email to the contact I have for the clinic in the Bay Area and let them know that I had gone to the gynecologist for a consult for the hysterectomy, the reasons being that I may have to do that beforehand regardless due to the insurance. And in that case, the doctor may have to revise the surgery notes and resend them to the insurance. And they're, they're, they've been very good about communication with me. It's been quite wonderful. It does make me a little nervous about how expensive they might be considering all the attention that they have available. The current contact I have is a new service that they are trying out. Mm-hmm. So it's not uh, something they're using full time yet, but they have somebody that is specifically assigned to you that is your person to give you updates every week and to give you an update if something new happens and that you can contact with any questions or concerns you have. So I have been contacting her with these various things, including the gynecologist is going to send you a release. I would like you to send the doctor's notes to them or whatever information she needs. Right. And they sent me a release from their office. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it, you know, right things happen right away with paperwork. That's good. As far as receiving it to fill out. Yes. You know. So then as we're waiting on the scheduler to call, mm-hmm. which you had this appointment. Last week. A week and a half ago. Yeah. It was, no, it was only last Thursday. Was it? Yeah. God, it feels like it's been more days. I think I'd feel farther away from the gynecologist and know it if I had been longer, but that's okay. Okay, yeah, I guess it has only been six days since I sent you that email with the notes about the visit. Yeah. We also have now a consult scheduled for the middle of December for you to go to the University of BFE. Yes. And I don't remember if we had that on the calendar last time we talked about this or not, but like the fact that one of these two people with the same name, but not quite, called you and scheduled you for an actual consult. They did. And then they confirmed it in their portal, Uh which is the same name as our healthcare systems portal, but not the same thing. They all, each system has their own iteration of this similar portal. Well, they have more quirky things than that, though. Like they had my my previous gender marker in their system, which we did talk about. But they also, trans- like if I open one of those portals, I can see the information in the other one, but it's not, it's not, doesn't transfer anything. Right. It doesn't say, oh, you do have your COVID be- vaccines or whatever. It's the, the one in BFE still tells me I need all these things. Uh-huh. They're, they're not talking to each other, but you can see them both. I can see them separately. Yeah. Yes. 
I don't know what they can see on their end. I don't know either. Right? I think it's completely ridiculous, but I also understand HIPAA is what it is. Right. So so I have an appointment in the middle of December, both for a consult with the surgeon at BFE and a separate appointment with the urologist's office. In the emails to the BFE people, mm-hmm. you had asked what happens if the insurance goes sideways. I because did. This was something that I was really, really concerned about mm-hmm. because even if even if you did have the same insurance, they might decide to contract with different providers mm-hmm. or vendors or whatever. Right. So the emails that you got back made it sound like even if your insurance changes, if the insurance you have approve the surgery, approves the surgery, mm-hmm. then they have approved that they will pay for your surgery even if it happens when, you know, things have switched over or whatever. Right. Or they ask for an extension or so forth. Right. That became pertinent. It did. (laughs) I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. This is one of those things where I keep wanting to be wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was a discouraging moment to receive a email from my workplace the other afternoon uh-huh. that said, starting at the beginning of the year, we will have a new medical provider, a new health service insurance provider, new health insurance provider. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. And I just, I was beside myself because if, if the consult in BFE is in the middle of December, there's no way they can get that approved in time to cover it under my cur- current insurance because they'll drag their feet. It's only a couple of weeks. They can drag their feet. Oh, yeah. They don't have to do it that fast. There's holidays to work around and shit like that. Oh, yeah. And they don't have any reason to hurry up and approve the Bay Area because they don't want me to do that anyway. Right. I do have to respond. They do. Mm-hmm. But... So I, I got that email from work and I after I overcame the initial shock of that, I decided I should right away ask the HR person who sent out that email because I have interacted with her before over mm-hmm. other issues. Yep. Hey, wait a second. Here's I've got something going on with our insurance and they're st- trying to send me to BFE and you know, what's happening? Yes. What's going to happen? And also send an email to my contact in the Bay Area and say, I, I just got this email. I'm going to send it to you showing you what the new insurance will be. And you guys tell me, what do we do? Mm -hmm. So the HR person wrote back and said she appreciated my proactive approach. That's great. And that the my workplace was still going to contract with BFE. So So if you do end up going to BFE, it'll be probably a new approval process to get the new insurance to cover it, but you should be able to get keep keep the same process that you are in. There's no shoulds with insurance. Okay, fair. Shoulds are, you know, reality and insurance is discouragement. So <laughs> not that reality is sometimes not discouraging. However, she suggested I contact Contact. She gave me a contact for the new insurance and asked me to talk to them, mm-hmm. which I will do this week, hopefully. And she said her basic understanding would be whatever happened before the end of the year would be the old insurance's, insurance's coverage and whatever happened after the first year would be the new one. So if I went to the consult in mid-December, that is under the current insurance and they pay for that. And if they approve it before the end of the year, they probably still pay for it. If not, then it gets transferred to the new insurance, which is the same name of plan that you have or... It is the same insurance company that I have working for the state. You will mm-hmm. now have the same one working for the county, which right. we used to have the same one a year or two ago. 
and then the state moved to this provider, and now the county is moving to this provider as well. Yeah, so. it's it's less expensive. Yes. Yeah. So I'm not. I how I found out about this was in the like inner office chat of oh my, my colleagues freaking out because some of them have had that provider before, and not, it has not gone well for them. Mm-hmm. However, it may be at this point that that provider is more secure in its services than the one I have because the one I have is in a big crisis mode. Yeah, they have a a lot of. Of, uh, very unhappy providers who are trying to do more coverage than is humanly possible. And they have government clients with personnel populations jumping ship left and right. Yeah. Mine went last year, yours is going this year. Yeah. And I know there are other government employers who contract with them that are doing the same, so... So I'm slightly hopeful that the coverage won't be any worse or not much worse, let's say, because every year it does get a little worse, no matter what provider, if you have the same one or not. That is true. But because I already have it in process, some of it will be under this and some of it will probably be under that. And we don't know that yet. I think at this point, the best thing to do is just keep chugging along. Yes. And see what happens. Yes. And speaking of chugging along, then Mm -hmm. those emails that you had sent about the insurance. Yes. In that same day. In that that same hour and a half, probably. Literally that same hour, I get a message in my email because I am also a user on your healthcare portals. Yes. And so I get an email saying, you have a new email letter for George in your portal. Right. And I'm like, I didn't realize that would happen, but it, let me go see. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I had left, I had sent the emails, saw the one response and then went off to take care of whatever the boy needed. He needed transportation and some other nonsense. Right. You pulled into the garage and I hurried out to the car because I knew you had been so freaking discouraged. I was so discouraged. So there was a letter in the portal and it said, the following medical services requested by doctor in the Bay Area have been approved as medically necessary under your out-of-network benefit as a requested provider is not contracted. If you'd like to receive these services from an in-network provider, please contact customer service for the um, black hole in which it exists. <laughs> it doesn't say that last part, but basically... It doesn't, but that's, that's it, an accurate descriptor. It doesn't exist. Right. And so now I need to contact them and say, so you're sending me this letter and saying contact you. About finding an in-network provider. Let me know who that is. Thanks. Yeah. And they're going to say BFE. And I'm going to say, my policy says if it's more than 50 miles. That I can find one of my own. That you pay the, there's there's wordage. I have it all. I have it all. If you have to travel too far, you can pick one of your own. Yeah. You can pick a closer provider. Right. And so I'm going to start arguing with that. And I meant to start today, but... But today kind of kicked your butt. I, I, it did. And I had, uh, I had to deal with today and tomorrow I'll deal with tomorrow. So... I think that's a very healthy way to look at it. Thank you. I appreciate that you're doing your best to be healthy about the way you deal with things. Thank you. All of this is not easy to deal with and... It's not... I try not to focus on it too much. I, I used to feel like I had to hurry up and keep on them. Yeah. But it, it just made me crazier. So I give it a few days in between. And, and I, you know, I have this nice contact with the person in the Bay Area where I can get any question that is possibly answerable answered, which is, I think, the biggest stressor from for any trans person trying to get their surgery is trying to get the information is like looking for, you know, some kind of buried treasure and the map is a customer service and the guy who has the map is just going to read it to you like he did when I called him and said, what does this mean? Travel expenses covered. 
covered. I mean, they, they don't know what they're doing. And they read the policy and you say, okay, but what does that mean? Yeah. And they're like, hold on, let me get the supervisor. Yeah. And we do that over and over and over again mm-hmm. until we still have no answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, of course, it would be really great to get to the thing where they schedule the surgery and I'm having one. Yes. Which I think I will still get to it. I am fairly confident. I am quite confident that you will get to your surgery. I'm glad you're confident. <laughs> I I am quite confident that if necessary, we can tighten our belts and do it out of pocket, worst case scenario. I don't think we'd have to do that. I think it's all the waiting, Mm. you know, and if I can manage the waiting, I mean, at this point, they've given me an approval letter Mm -hmm. saying it is covered out of network, which means they've approved it, which means I can now fight with them about the way which in they should approve it. Right. So they can't take their approval back. No, that is correct. Yeah. So... Hopefully, you will be able to get them to say, you are correct, this is an out-of-network provider, but we will pay it at the in-network price because there isn't a provider within 50 miles, like it says it's supposed to. Yeah, I just need to get a really good person on the other end who can actually do it. I'm, I'm kind of dreaming that up in my head. There's got to be somebody that looks at it and goes... It reminds me of when, when I had to call the flex people a few okay. years ago after I had gone to the emergency room. Mm-hmm. And they kept sending me mean letters saying, we don't know if this is covered. How do we know this is a medical expense? It's the freaking emergency room. Yeah. So I called them and the guy on the phone said, yes, I, it is the emergency room and that would be a medical expense. And I'm sorry. I'll fix that for you. <laughs> that is so wild. I need one of those guys. Completely ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. Oh one of those gosh. people to fix it. Yep. It would be nice to get it all done at once. Um, Mm -hmm. I am not willing to interrupt our trip to Galley. No. So if it cannot happen by the end of the year, it needs to happen after Galley. Yeah. I get the feeling that depending on how on it the schedulers at the gynecologist's office are, you will probably have a histo before the end of the year. And the histo might even happen at the beginning of January, but that's something you can recover from much more quickly. Right. Because the doctor's estimates of what their schedule is are always like not even close to reality. Right. And they can't do it the same way they did mine because to, to do my histo, they were able to go up the middle. And you do not have much middle to go up through. So they said they're going to have to do it laparoscopically and make a couple of incisions. I don't care which way they do it. I don't either. But I think that that means like I was up and moving within a day or two and it was just gas pain. Right. And so you might be up and moving within a week and have gas pain, but it'll still be much, much easier that way. It will. Yeah. Laparoscopically? Laparoscopically. It'll be a little harder than mine, but much easier than actually getting cut wide open. Right. Well, that's what I had with my colon surgery. Yeah. Colon surgery was a bitch, though. Yeah. Because it was was colon surgery. Yeah. (laughs) Not because it was surgery. No. I didn't really talk to her more about what, what if she had to do one type or the other, or if I cared, or if she was just assuming. No, I think she was just assuming. And part of it, like I said, was that like when she did mine, there, you know, after having children, it's easier for them to fit everything up through the middle. Right. Whereas yours doesn't work like that. No, not so much. Nope. Mm. Although if I was knocked out, I wouldn't care. So I don't think it has the elasticity. Right. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, in any case, I do also need to email the person in the Bay Area, my contact there and say, so if I need to have the hysterectomy first, how long do I need to recover? So I'm really expecting this not to be till early next year, like after Galley. Right. At the soonest. That is possible. It wouldn't surprise me. I think that sounds about right. I'm hoping that if I'm having the histo, it would be by the beginning of December at the latest. Right. So- 
Anyhow. So is there anything else that's gendery about all that, aside from the fact that it is a gender confirmation surgery? Can it get any more gendery than that? <laughs> I don't know. Right? It, it seems like if it could, we would figure out a way, but... Yeah, right. No, I, I think that's probably it for now. Okay, that's it then. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! Yeti. Very good. Hi. Hi. How are you? I feel like I'm going to scoot into this. Okay. How, how would you like to rearrange it? I think I'm getting it. Okay. Here we go. Alrighty. Is that good? It can be. I think that the, the electric bar is in the way of the No, it's, it's fine. Mostly yeah. I just needed to turn this so that I could see it better. Okay. Can you still see it or do you need to? I don't need to see it. I, okay. As long, once I see it's on Yeti, I, I don't need to see it. Okay. Unless you point at it, indicating that I should be looking, and then I will see it. <laughs> I like making you smile. I'm s- Thank you, dear. I'm glad that you're smiling. Should we talk about what we're saying? I guess. Okay, let's do that. Okay. Okay. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. It's likely that the your lips are moving. Sorry. Okay. I was just I, I'm, I'm following what you're saying. Okay. Uh, if I end up going to Utah, probably the hysterectomy be, would be long over with right. by the time I end up going there. I'm sorry, my lips are distracting. I'm trying to listen better to what you're saying by. No, I, I understand. I just you. don't have any remembrance of what else I was going to say. And I, I pulled it up, and it says that my. I probably should pull it up. Probably. Yeah. Let me see if I can load it. All right. You'll be faster at it than me. Mm, it's my native country. Yeah, that. I just can't get there very fast right now.